Do you think about making dynasty trades even while watching football games? Are you thinking of player values when you should be thinking of family values? Then you may have a trading problem. Don't worry, you're not alone. I am Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem. And I'm Brian Haar and I also have a trading problem. Join us for the Trade Addicts podcast where you can be with like-minded people and talk about everything in the NFL in the context of dynasty trade values. News and notes, make amends, keep trade buys, all these things we will cover every week. And don't forget Trade Addicts trades. So when you're done listening to this fine DLF family podcast, please tune into the trade addicts podcast thank you and enjoy your podcast from dynastyleaguefootball.com and the dlf family a podcast that's James the Brain. He's just straight up sniping. That's King Dingling, Brian Har. That's King Shit to you. <laughs> so yeah. By the way, yeah, he uh, he made his name on the screen here, King Shit. So, um, so yeah, I guess uh, that's what you refer to him as. That's Russell V. Outhouse. Now, Brian making his name on here, King Shit, is one of the many reasons I now hate everybody, everybody, with the name Brian. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that, that's fair. I am John, drafting for fun, trading for real, Hope, and this is the Super Flex Trade Addict Super Show. That's right, we're combining them both, the Super Flex Super Show. And uh, the Trade Addicts podcast, we're going to do uh, a, a two-part series here. So you can hear part one here on the Superflex Super Show, but make sure to check out the latest episode of the Trade Addicts podcast because that's going to be part two of this very show. So make sure and jump in um, and uh, and catch that episode as well. Um, but so we did, we did a mock draft. Uh, all of us were in it, uh, present company plus... Uh, uh, Stompy was in it. Um, I feel like we had a, f- a few other names. And then uh, just some of our loyal, awesome listeners uh, jumped in as well. And in this mock draft, it was a super flex startup mock. Uh, we uh, we took out all the rookies. We took out all the rookie picks. And we allowed for people to trade up and trade back. Um, we gave them their rookie picks that they could use as trade bait. And uh, I, I don't know, King Shit, was this as much of a shit show as expected? Uh, <clears throat> not from my point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Still hate O'Brien's. All, all right, we need this. We need the story here. We're gonna. We're just gonna start with uh, the 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 tale of the first overall pick. Uh, and the the trade addicts team co-owned by Dynasty Outhouse and Brian Har. Um, the the uh, I, I I don't know. One of you guys has to has to lay this out. This is this I can't do this justice. Let me regale you with a tale. Mm-hmm. A tale of two owners <laughs> that used to be friends. <laughs> okay so this is a super flex super show this is a super flex mock draft let's talk super flex draft strategy i love patrick mahomes 
Patrick Mahomes is the 101. Correct. Should have been the 101. Uh That's what we call foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) So we started out, we got allotted the 104. So right away, I throw a trade to the 101 because I want the 101. We traded the 104 and the 304 for the 101 and the 412. So it's our one and three for their one and four, which to me is actually a pretty good deal just to move up to that 101. So I was uh-huh. pretty happy with that. What do I do? I know who my teammate is, my co-owner is. I pre-draft Patrick Mahomes because I did this about seven to eight minutes before the draft started. Now I blame John a little bit for making it actually start in 15 minutes as opposed to right away. I'm blaming everybody but me on this one. Let's just put it out there. (laughs) So I make the trade. I get the 101. I pre-draft Patrick Mahomes. The draft starts. What the hell? How is Saquon Barkley on my team right now? (laughs) I look real cool. I go back. I'm like, did I do something wrong? Did it auto draft somehow? What went wrong? And then I just in that group chat, Brian, you SOB. The universe, the universe corrected your mistake. I don't know how it happened either, but I'm just glad that so Brian has right. just gone from calling himself King shit to calling himself the universe. I want you guys to know you can't see how big this dude's head is getting. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So, yes, that is. That is, you know, point zero of where this animosity has started because he took my beautiful, actually what I considered a ridiculously cheap trade up for Patrick Mahomes and turned it into a waste of a trade for Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So let me say a couple things here. Okay. First and (laughs) foremost, that is a terrible trade to trade up for a running back. I don't know why in the hell you would have done that. Oh my God. I I really, (laughs) I really don't understand the thought process there, but you know, I mean, I'm okay with the player because you know, I love Saquon Barkley, but I have no idea why anyone in their right mind would trade up, especially a trade like that for a running back i just i don't get it no here's the real story here's the real story in the part that my co-host conveniently left out after acquiring the 101 via this very nice trade about from a value standpoint i would have had no issues and i've stated numerous times across shows the superflex super show the trade addicts podcast those are the shows I'm on. Those are the shows that they were that they were listed on. Look, I, I have no problem with Mahomes going first. I think it's a great pick. I pick Saquon Barkley because I love watching the dude play and I love having him on rosters. The smart pick is probably Patrick Mahomes. But this dude, this dude gets all king shit in the chat. And starts chirping about, oh, I can't wait. I'm taking my homes. I'm taking my homes. I'm taking my homes. He's not even going to know it. I can't wait to see his face when he sees it or hears whatever. Hear me chirp about it. So I corrected things. And I made sure that the pick was made the way it should be for a team that is co-owned by the two of us. So now we are proud managers of Saquon Bark. It's a little factual because we do co-own one team together and we drew the 101 and I dared not try to trade back and we drafted Saquon Barkley. So yes, while this is not a real team, the two teams we do co-own Saquon Barkley 101. So I can't fault him for that and overplay 
the drama coming out of your mouth. I said it once <laughs> that I can't <laughs> wait to see your face when I take Mahomes because you were supposed to be busy, to be fair. You weren't supposed to see that yet. And no. that makes it okay. Yes. And I do feel a little bit guilty about the busy part because I actually was busy, but then. Not then you weren't. Well, but you have to understand that I'm busy. I get busy, but I'm always lurking. I'm always lurking. You know that. It's Come like the, it's like the bat baby. signal, like the opportunity to draft Saquon Barkley. There's just like this big circular light in the sky that Brian just a shadow. I could, I could, quads. I could feel it. Yeah. It was yes, the quads. The quads. Uh, my, my quads started aching. <laughs> that, that, that big bat, that big B sign in the sky is probably the same color as the Batman logo too. The it's black the and silver. Oh, man. Yes, and I know that people cannot see me currently, but just so they know, I did make sure to wear my authentic Nike Elite Saquon Barkley jersey for this evening's episode. So my four uh, or my three partners here can can see that I, I did that for them. Um, so now you can all picture it in your mind. You know, he acts like he my, my wear beautiful that mug. Every single podcast he ever records. <laughs> I I actually appreciate it because if it's not that it's it's probably you, a Steelers jersey and I'd much rather see him wear a giant Saquon jersey over a Steelers jersey so I'm 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 grateful. So last week I I don't remember even what it was Brian that we were talking about but uh, I I ended up commenting like this is Brian being confrontational. Yes, uh, I had no idea that this was. Uh, this is what it actually looks like. Like he's gone full on villain at this point. Um, uh, I, yeah, it's uh, it, it's very unexpected. Um, I don't don't totally know what to where to go from here. But I am curious how you guys recovered uh, from that uh, uh, unfortunate chain of events. Emotionally or the draft? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, emotionally got... sounds like we're not there yet. So. Exactly. No, we are not there yet. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're I mean, okay. the, draft got, the draft got kicked off wonderfully. I don't know what he's so upset about there. But honestly, I this is going to ruin everything. Uh, the, nice. Brian doing that made everything more fun. going to be honest. Oh, totally. Be because first of all, it gave me something to yell about, and I always like having something to yell about. But to me, you start off with a running back. We're actually going to talk fantasy football and strategy. Sorry to actually put your show on course only ten minutes in. Uh, but <laughs> despite it gave your us best efforts, yeah. we're we're going to actually go off of a little bit of a plan here. The worst! I can't believe you're doing <laughs> this to me. Drafting a running back in the first round puts you on a course. You need to win because we all know, we all say it, running backs don't have the longest lifespan. Just wait, do the meat tenderizer thing for me, John. <laughs> it's been a while. Like a piece of meat. And especially Saquon, especially CMC, who get those touches because not only do they get 600 carries, they get 300 receptions. And that's not including pass blocking and all that fun stuff where they're just getting pancaked by 600 pound men. Hmm. So, Brian taking Saquon Barkley, and I'm not going to say us taking Saquon Barkley because Brian took Saquon Barkley. It, it it really changed everything because, and it also it showed I got to do what I actually like to do in drafts. I have found over the past two years I don't trade back in drafts anymore because we fall really? into the situation where 
everyone wants to trade back because it legitimately is the smart move. It's the smart thing to do. First round picks are wonderful, but they're not everything. You know, that's why we don't trade two second round picks for a first. But if you trade back twice in the first round, you can get multiple second round picks and you are building such a solid team where most times when you're trading for a first, you're giving up a second and a third. Like, that's why I love the trade we did, because all I did was move back one round in the third to the fourth, which isn't that big of a deal. So that's why, again, it's a terrible trade for a running back, but it would have been a great trade for Mahomes. I'm going to bring this up every chance I possibly can. <laughs> um, it's only fair. But to bring this around, because now I feel like I need to stay on track, uh, this put me in a, fr a frame of mind because I didn't let Brian touch this draft after that, that we are going to be building a team that needs to win in a year or two. So I am going to make sure I get specific players I want that will score points now. So I ended up, I honestly don't know if I picked my own pick much at all. I think I've traded up to make almost every one of my picks. And yes, they are my picks. Cause like I said, he had nothing to do with it after that. Whatever. Well, I I, fi I mean, I figured picking Barkley first overall. I mean, what else? I mean, perfect geez, team. Oh, like, no, no matter what I, I did, pretty I, much, I pretty much up. set you up. Yeah, that's right. You can't. I mean, you. I mean, if anybody can screw it up, it would be you. But it's not. You know. I mean, even you, I don't think could screw this one up. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> but like the problem there is like I, I like just to paraphrase. I mean you you kind of laid out the fact that Brian influenced like the entirety of your draft in, you know, one fell swoop. Absolutely. No thought went into that. He just kind of compulsively drafted Saquon Barkley. And from there, and then, and then walked away and said, all right, now, you know, deal with that. Now we're, at, we're in win now mode. And, uh, all, you know, all of your picks are going to be influenced by that first round pick now. So you you kind of you kind of gave him that power already. Great shit. Brian has I, power over it. It's, I, I, if you listen to trade addicts, it always seems like you know I'm the main personality there. But the the truth is, like Brian <laughs> has molded me into that. It's all his doing. He needs to be played as that lower, lesser uh, personality, so you don't really expect what he really is, a and you see it coming out now. Go listen to the you know Trade Addicts pod a year and a half ago. You would never expect this stuff from Brian. Not the draft move, not the king shit name, not the way he's talking. <laughs> None of that. He's slowly bringing it out. Watch, he's hosting our, all of our shows soon. Yeah, it's gonna happen. It's this it's, is all he's doing. Brian has the power. It's just he didn't let anyone know that until now. It took me like a year to figure it out. Well, I feel like the Superflex Super Show brings out the worst in everyone, so you're welcome. <laughs> no, like, because, I love the fact that Russ and Brian are so elegant when they speak that even though – I mean, Russ just says, well, I mean, Brian, by doing that, by making that pick for me, I mean, you just made the draft way more interesting. And basically what he's saying is – you screwed everything up and now I have to recoup and the only way to recoup is to trade up. So that way I can regain some of the, you know, I, I have to win now because I don't have a quarterback, you know, where I should have had one. So now I have Barkley and, you know, the, the shelf life on Barkley isn't what it's going to be on Mahomes. So thanks a lot, Brian. Now I have to trade up and try to win now. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, that just, it was spoken so elegantly that uh, I, don't, I, I just want to make sure Brian knows 
that's uh, that what I took from it was that Russ was uh, was basically saying that he had to he had to pick up your mess. All you're right? so pessimistic. You're so pessimistic, James. Look, just I'm, because I'm he had the strength, fan, okay. To say. <laughs> He had the strength to say what I was too afraid to say, and that's I, I appreciate that, James. I thank you. I just wanted to make sure that I, I understood correctly because, again, you know the the elegance and the way that you guys speak sometimes it it smooths over some of those rough edges that I, I'm 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 picking up on. So I just want to make sure that they're there because, you know, the Superflex Super Show we uh, we don't have those smooth edges. You guys are so smooth with everything, man. It's so nice and just just kind of in and out of your groove. And with us, it's just kind of uh, really rough and uh, and brutal. So I just want to make sure that that aspect was still represented. All right, that's all. Hey, John, tell him to speak for his damn self. Yeah, no kidding. I think, you, I, I think we're is, pretty smooth. This is meticulously planned out every oh. single second of it, every <laughs> every single week. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm still just kind of just uh, just just a little thrown off here by the fact that like Brian just kind of he's got this like alpha influencer thing. I mean the king shit, the, the Barkley jersey, like these are all power moves. And like I mean he just alpha the hell out of us without even seeing it coming. I did not know that this was even like within the realm of possibility, but here we are. Um I I uh I am curious though. So like just to, just to get us back on track just a little bit um, because we're absolutely going to circle back to this many times, but, but Russ, you had said um, that you, uh, that you don't trade back. Um, what about trading up? Like, is that something that you, that you would commonly do uh, in a, in an actual draft or is that just for kind of mock purposes? We no, get to I, Um. I this is about to sound really freaking nerdy. I respect the point of <laughs> mock drafts. I like I take them somewhat seriously. Um, uh-huh. I, I mean, I even tweeted out earlier today. The you know, thank you, John, for running the DLF Superflex mock drafts. By the way, but the the mock we're doing, I would pay good money to make that a real team. I am just thrilled with the way it's turning out, and I am sad about it. I mean, clearly we can't trade in those, but you know, I I still do it the way I would draft any real team. So yes, this is absolutely something I would do, and it's really funny. I was talking to Mick, uh, one of the dudes in the mock, and he was actually on the Trade Addicts pod last week where Brian and I weren't on, um, and he asked the same question. He's like, "Because everybody knows you want to trade back," and I keep saying, and you know, my the line I always use when everybody wants to trade back, no one is because everybody want, no one's willing to pay up. And the thing is, that makes it cheaper. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes it a little easier to move, easier to maneuver. And especially if you are a like me and just like trading and B, I admit I'm not great at drafting. I will easily admit that. Like, I'm one of those people that drafts. I'm like, yeah, my team is awesome. I just had the best draft that anyone has ever had. Ever. <laughs> oh, my God. My team is bad. What did I do? But there the might thing be is, some I know- karma to this then if that's. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah but yeah. the thing is i know i'm good enough after the draft to fix whatever the hell i screw up in the draft so yeah. if i can again i'm good at trading so what i can do or what at least i could show what i did in this i traded up but i didn't really miss around and i didn't lose all that much capital especially because i used future picks i usually don't leave a startup draft with my future picks mm-hmm. um so i still have 
you know, we have we are through what round we eight. we yeah we're in round eight. Yeah, we stalled in round eight. And hold on real quick. Let me click some buttons. I've made seven picks. I mean, I didn't have a pick in the eighth, and that's only because the dude didn't uh, answer my trade offer. So like I I mean, I still like I traded up, you know, up to the one on one, which should have, you know, completely thrown apart many drafts, which once we're done talking about me and we talk about the other trades, I'll, I want to bring up another one that was a trade for a first round pick. Um, so, yeah, this is actually I almost forgot where we came from. Uh, this is something <laughs> I would normally do in a draft just because it's uh, I'm taking I'm using my strengths where I can because. I'm not gr always great at drafting, but I know, A, I can move around the draft better than I can just drafting from my spot, and B, if you trade up, you get more valuable players, you get more valuable players, you have more options to trade after the draft. Yeah. And yeah. someone else can talk. Yeah, so, well, no, well, I mean, I definitely agree with that, and I think, I think the one thing, you know, so you don't want to zig in drafts like like zig when people are zagging or whatever or zag when there's whatever that saying is i don't you know whatever you know you know what i'm saying um just for the sake of it but when the value's right and this is you know this is me right so i'm all about value i we talked on twitter this week about the you know who's hard who's uh harder to trade with which one of the the addicts <laughs> is harder to trade with right and it's Thanks, definitely it's it's definitely me because <laughs> I, I, I'm all about value. The value has to be right. And, and in these situations in startup drafts, what Russ is saying and the whole reason that that strategy works is because the values shift because everybody wants to trade back. So if everybody wants to trade back, if you zig and then trade up, the value is, is better. You're going to get a better deal than if everybody, you know, if nobody's looking to move back, yeah. well, then you're going to have to pay premium prices to move up. But if everybody's looking to move back, then there's a lot of different trade partners that you can work with and you're not going to have to pay the same type of value to move up that you would have if everybody wanted to stay where they were or, or get those high high first. So yeah. I love, I mean, I love this. I, I think Russ hits, hits the nail right on the head with that. That's it, it. It's pretty interesting because I mean, that's pretty basic economics at that point. I mean, that really kind of becomes supply and demand. Um, I have been going around telling everybody that I won't trade up. I mean, I feel like generally speaking, it's, it's, it's really hard to, to recover full value for the pick that you're, that you're trading out of usually. Because, you know, if you if you think in terms of tiers, I mean, like for you guys, if you're trading up for Pat Mahomes, you know, the kind of in a worst case scenario, you're probably looking at like Deshaun Watson or, uh, you know, maybe like Russell Wilson, you know, kind of depending on who your fourth, you know, who the fourth quarterback uh, is for you. And if you would put them in a in a tier with guys like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, um, you know, like probably one of your top three quarterbacks was still going to be there at 104. Uh, worst case scenario, you know, the your your fourth quarterback is is still there. So, you know, is is it is it is it necessarily worth it to pay up to get Pat Mahomes when you can still get a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson? That like that's kind of the. I guess the ex ex existential question kind of for me. 
Um, it, and, and that kind of goes, you know, that's throughout the draft. I mean, you're kind of, you look at a tier of players and the only time I would even consider trading up is if, you know, every single one of uh, like every position is at the very end of a tier for me. And even then it's, uh, you know, I, I, I still don't know. First of all, how often does that actually happen? Um, second of all, I mean, that, that means that, you know, if, if I'm within four picks, then I'm going to get one of the guys uh, in, in, you know, the current tier at one of those positions, you know? Uh, okay. So I completely 100% agree with your tier things. And I'm going to say something mm-hmm. that's going to upset my wonderful, beautiful, amazing co-host. Yes. Patrick Mahomes is the one-on-one tier on his own to me. Oh, okay. There it is. Um, I can agree also- with that. It's. I mean, it, yeah, Brian knows I don't like running backs. I will never pay up for a running back. It's just. Yes. It's my nature. It's the same thing with tight ends, really. It's, boy. But, uh, like that's and honestly, it, it was just for fun. And honestly, I, mm-hmm. I'm in trade addict six, which three out of the four of us are in. I traded it to the one on ones to grab Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is absolutely something I would do, and it's also knowing your audience. I knew audience as in who else is in the draft. Um. I knew if we stayed at four, we were taking Barkley. And I kind of felt like Barkley was coming to us because the Jackson hype is out of control. So I really just figured, don't get me wrong, Lamar Jackson is awesome. I'm sure we'll talk about it more later. So I don't have to like try and not stumble over (laughs) my words. But Mahomes, Lamar, and McCaffrey over Saquon, which we all know, Brian, even I disagree with. I still think Barkley is the better dynasty asset. But those usually these days are going to be the first three people taken in a super flex draft. So I was, if we weren't moving, I was comfortable waiting to grab Barkley to make my co-host happy, which clearly was just faulty thinking because he does not care about my happiness. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also (laughs) my original goal, especially after not giving up, my, what did we trade? Not after not giving up my second, I was going to try and trade back up into the first to grab Deshaun Watson because I have many, many super flex teams with Mahomes and Watson as my quarterbacks, and I love them. I don't care how bad the rest of my team is. Watson is my QB too, so getting both of them just makes me so happy. And then he went at like 104, so like or 105, like he went quick. So after that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to step back and let the rest fall a little bit. Um, I that was a little bit my fault and not knowing the people in this draft because the people in this draft are quarterback people. I mean, it, this is pretty much a super, pretty much a super flex super show fan draft, like listeners draft. So it's going to be quarterback early. I think in most normal drafts, you're not going to get four quarterbacks, three quarterbacks in the first four or five picks. Right. So my plan was a little flawed from the get go, just because of not really paying full attention as to who it was. But I still think it worked out just fine. Especially if, you know, when we eventually move on to say what I did for the rest of my team. But, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of us. Yeah. I, I So I I guess kind of what I'm looking for here is is um, just kind of overall justification for, uh, for me to amend my strategy here, which, uh, I mean, I think that's kind of happening. Um, you know, I, I think because, like I said, I mean, I, my advice to people has been move back. Like that's the only way because you, you it's know, the you, real and it's the right advice. Uh, like, it, again, like it, it is, but mm-hmm. but for quarterbacks, do it. 
Right. Yeah. That, yeah, that's the big thing. Um, and like Brian said, I mean, you know, if, if, if that many people want to move back, like they're, they're going to pay a premium to do it. Like they're going to find someone that just wants to do it for the sake of doing it and will give you a better price. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I guess where I'm kind of coming around on this, even though, I mean, for me, Mahomes and Watson are still in the same tier. Um, I actually, right. I currently have it ranked with, uh, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson in that top tier with those two guys as well. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think I might change. I'm, I might separate those two tiers. Um, but I mean, to, to me, Deshaun Watson is every bit the quarterback is Pat Mahomes. All right, because um, no, I'm going to, you know, just so I don't lose track of what I was thinking. I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan. He was my QB2 last year. Well, yeah, no, lie. Three, when Luck was still playing, you know, RIP yeah. Andrew Luck. But the second he was gone, uh, Deshaun Watson was my QB2. Um, he can disappear. Like, yeah. there's two games every year Deshaun Watson puts up four points. And it was week 15 or 14, I think, this year. Like it was playoffs time. Damn it. I yeah. And luckily did not kill next that's a lie. I lost one league in that week. But like it Mahomes on a bad game will put up double digits. Like I I love Deshaun Watson. Again, QB two. Mahomes is still to me tier on his own. Yeah. yeah, people said Mahomes had a bad game in the Super Bowl. He th- what he he passed for two touchdowns, had a rushing touchdown, and two hundred and eighty some yards. Yeah, like yeah. it it was insane. That's a bad game for Patrick Mahomes. So I think he's reached that territory where he's probably in a tier of his own. I I think I agree with you, Russ. His worst. Um, I gotta say, wait, real quick. While I my heart loves that you put Russell Wilson up there, I just don't think he could be there anymore. He's not consistent enough, and he streaky is the wrong word, but maybe it maybe it is the right word like he does well really well for like four or five games and then he he doesn't disappear it's just that's the nature of the offense there's zero volume and if there's a game where he doesn't need to throw the ball he's gonna get 15 throws the thing is one of them is gonna be a 60 yard touchdown so he'll still get points but you might end up a few weeks of 16 points. But the thing is, you'll end up with a few games of 60 points. So that's why it evens out to him being a top five quarterback every year. So yeah. that's why I don't put him in that top probably two. He's probably this top of my third tier. I've been I've I've been battling against the Russell Wilson truthers for many years now. Um, our, our good friend Bobby Koch, I mean, him and I actually kind of First, we bonded over uh, Andrew Luck, and then we kind of settled into a love-hate thing um, when uh, he 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 read an article that I wrote, I believe, about Russell Wilson, and um, his takeaway from it was that Russell Wilson should be the quarterback one in Dynasty. Um, this was, you know, before the the big breakout from uh, from Pat Mahomes, um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was really frustrating because that was absolutely not the point of the article. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was actually kind of anti Russell Wilson in a way, but I mean, I've kind of had to come to terms with the fact that quarterbacks just kind of have that in They're They're all going to let you down a little bit. Now it sucks that Russell Wilson, when he lets you down, it's in weeks 14 through 16. Like that happens every single year, like as a rule at this point. 
And it really sucks if Deshaun Watson's going to start to to fall into that same thing, um, that same pattern. But, you know, I, I just at this point, I mean, we saw Pat Mahomes have some pretty down games, too. You know, there there were times where he, you know, the, the yardage looked great, you know, 300 some yards, but you still got like one touchdown out of him. Um, you know, it, it 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 wasn't always consistent with him either. And I just, I, I don't know that quarterbacks, I mean, Lamar Jackson ended up putting together a full, you know, 15 weeks for you, but um, it's very rare that you get that out of any quarterback. So it, at this point, I'm just kind of, I'm feeling like, you know, the it, it, if they can get me to the playoffs with, you know, high-end QB1 type play, on a fairly consistent basis throughout, at least throughout the fantasy regular season, then, you know, there's, there's still pretty significant value in that because not many guys can even do that, you know, on a consistent basis. So that that's where he still ends up in that top tier for me. So here's, here's the one thing about Mahomes though, that, that is a little bit different. And I think why for me, he is worth moving up into that one oh one spot. Mm-hmm. He, <sighs> So John, at the end there, you were talking about like he's he's had a couple of duds too. He ha- he yeah. hasn't scored less than eighteen fantasy points in a game in the last two years, except the Denver game, which is the knee the knee game. So his worst fantasy output in that in two years is yeah. is eighteen fantasy points. And no, that's not a great day. But if that's your floor on a guy that consistently scores over thirty fantasy points a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what makes him so attractive. He's not his dud is eighteen. I think it's points. the hair that makes him so attractive. Well, of course, <laughs> of course. But yeah, his. I mean, his dud is eighteen fantasy points. You know, yeah. Wilson and and Watson and some of these other guys, their dud is three fantasy. Points yeah, they'll give you a single six digit. fantasy point. Right. You yeah. know. So I think that's what makes him really special. Um, now, that's not to say that he couldn't put up a four point fantasy game sometime. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I think it's it's so you can't plan for it. At this no. Point. Yeah. Right. It would, yeah. And that's that's totally fair. Um, Even the so. game the guy got hurt in, he had a rushing touchdown in. So like, it was it was yeah. crazy. He still got like eight points and he was out in like the second quarter. So, yeah, it's just insane. His his uh, his floor is pretty safe. James, do you have any feelings on on as far as like moving up? Like, would you move up for a player like Mahomes, or is it is it one of those things where you're kind of with John in the sense of the value just isn't there, especially if we're talking those top couple quarterbacks? Yeah, no, absolutely. See, for me, I, it first off, it depends obviously on the settings and the scoring format. Uh, it you know th- there are some weeks I play in where it's six six points per passing touchdown, some are four. Um, and I think that that makes a big difference. If it's six, my strategy is probably I'm, I, I want an elite quarterback and Patrick Mahomes is in a tier of his own. So I, I would look to move up. Um, if not, you know, it really depends on the strategy I'm going to go in with and knowing the people that I'm drafting with and kind of, you know, what, what their strategies are going to be, where I'm picking, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, it, to me, I would definitely look to move up for a quarterback. As a matter of fact, the only time I'm probably looking to move up in the early rounds is for a quarterback, if that makes sense. So, 
Um, yeah, and and I'm I'm not opposed to moving up if the offer's right. I think you guys made a very good deal uh, moving up to the 1.01 from the 1.04. So um, that's that's the kind of deal I'd be looking for if I was looking to move up for a quarterback uh, for sure. So yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to moving up or moving back. I think it just depends on the value, you know, the value, and you can tell pretty early um, who's going to value moving up, who's going to value moving down, and the way the uh, the ebb and flow is of the draft. I agree with Russ. For the most part, it seems like. Everyone kind of wants to move down. That's the smart move, quote unquote, smart move. But it's not always the practical one. If everyone's looking to do that, you're not going to get the value. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with Russ's take there. And uh, and I definitely think that I would be OK with trading up for a quarterback, uh, especially if I'm towards the latter part of the first round. And I think quarterbacks are going to go early uh, in this draft. I would I would look to, to move up to get a guy that I'm I'm really comfortable with it at, uh, at my QB one. Yeah, that's right. that's exactly where I'm I'm starting to adjust my strategy a little bit as just just what we know happens to these quarterbacks value after the startup um, just dictates that it's it's it is worth it to move up to get, you know, a, a quarterback, especially, you know, a, a, a top tier quarterback like that. So it kind of makes sense. So I mean, to put a little bit of context to it and. Um, I, I think this is going to end up being way more polarizing than, than intended, but, um, basically the trade, if you guys had taken Mahomes, uh, what this would have looked like is you essentially gave up, um, you know, probably Deshaun Watson, I'm guessing, uh, would have been your quarterback if you didn't trade up and, uh, Philip Lindsay. Um, or, or Aaron Jones, I guess. You, so you would have ended up with a, uh, a start with Deshaun Watson and Aaron Jones. And instead you moved up to get Pat Mahomes. And with the move back, you would have ended up with Philip Lindsay. So that's kind of what the trade poll would look like if you actually put names to it. Is Pat Mahomes and Philip Lindsay for Deshaun Watson and Aaron Jones? Now, I think... Uh, all right, so I mean, let's 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 do this. The one hundred and one. All right, let's just. God damn it, Brian. So uh, you're the worst. Do you want me to say his name? Yes, Saquon one. So it was Saquon Barkley and Jameis Winston mm-hmm. for Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Well, oh, these two, boy. yeah, these two guys hate Jameis Winston, so it's he's already still, he's terrible. Yeah, we can't. Yeah, so yeah, that, you, yeah that's, someone just took a backup quarterback <laughs> in the fourth round there. That's yeah. Why. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, uh, it is what it is. Let's just. Okay. <laughs> especially, especially because, and a little uh, a spoiler here, especially because you guys actually ended up with Aaron Jones in this draft, right? So at the three hundred four, we got that yeah. pick. Yeah. So, so kind of, kind of, just a, a little spoiler here is that you guys actually made that pick. So it's hard to not like that side of it when one of the guys that you selected at that pick is there. So. All right, but let's let's actually. I mean, moving on is the wrong word because we're still talking about <laughs> trading up to draft Patrick Mahomes. But let's. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm completely hijacking your show, but that's just kind of what I do. Uh, so at MB Comer and at the Lefty Hook did a trade, uh, and this was for the 102, almost right after we so lovingly drafted uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, 
it was the way I lost it. The 102 and the 703 for the 206 and the 307. This is more like what a trade is going to have to look like for you to get into the first round without giving up your first. You're going to have to give up your two and three. That's a little team crushing for me. I don't like that. I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we did a lot of trades. So like this doesn't work out perfectly to say, but the trade turned out uh, Patrick Mahomes and Mark Andrews for Carson Wentz and Cortland Sutton. Yeah. I want Mahomes. Yeah. Like kind of easily. I love Carson Wentz. Don't get me wrong. I probably have him higher than a decent amount of people and also love Cortland Sutton. But if in my inbox came Sutton and Wentz for Mahomes, I honestly don't know if I pulled the trigger on that post-draft. Like I would need what, why I would do that trade is if, I really screwed up drafting and all I had was Mahomes and the rest of my team was pretty terrible. Yeah. That's when I do that trade. Um, I just, it's, it's what you have to do. Don't get me wrong. If you want to trade up, you want to make sure you lock up Patrick Mahomes. That's what you have to literally have to do. That's what a trade into, into the first round should look like. Yeah. I don't like doing that. That's not, that's not a trade up. I enjoy doing. Yeah. Because like I said, I, I didn't miss a, dr- a round of drafting getting making up that second and th- or third round, not even second and third round will cost um, even more draft capital. So you're going to end up somewhere in this draft with a chunk of not drafting. And besides being super boring, it's hurtful for your team. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I, I was, I was the one who traded uh 1.02 in this trade. Um, and uh, so I moved back one spot in the first round and up one spot in the second round, which is that's also not a move that I would make. No, yeah, it's not a super like, trade. Just put it out there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it was kind of a this is a mock draft. It was also, you know, so you didn't was, take this seriously I, is what you're telling me. It, it, it kind of. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah. I mean, it was kind of like. All right, we need to move on with this with this mock draft, so we have something to talk about on the on the Super Show Trade Addicts dual episode here. So I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time negotiating this, um, and and I mean it. I don't think that I don't I don't think it's horrible. I mean, you're still operating in the top you know tier to every single position at the end of the second round, so you know it it's it's fine to take that one spot move, but I mean, a a one spot move, you know, at the top of the first round is worth a lot more than a one spot move at the end of the second round. So yeah, that's, that's not a move that I would typically make. Um, That's not a very realistic trade. And I mean, honestly, absolutely no thought went into that one. Um, Other than the fact that I, I still, like I said, I mean, I've got my, I've got the quarterbacks tiered, I, you know, I've got four guys in that top tier and I was like, I'm getting one of those guys pretty easily, especially now that, um, you know, now that Mahomes or now that Barkley went at 101, you know, at 102, I'm, or, you know, I, I have, I've got Mahomes at 102. I can move back to 103 here. Maybe he still takes McCaffrey and I still get Mahomes, um, and then, you know, get that, that one spot bump uh in the second round and uh but if if i don't i still get deshaun watson he's still my quarterback too he's still in the same tier for me is uh is pat mahomes so 
you know, it, it was, it was worth it to make a small move back. Uh, I just normally under normal circumstances when we weren't trying to just pile up trades to analyze, I, it would have took a lot more. Um, so let's pretend this was a good draft and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes did go at 101 and you kept your 102. You would have taken Watson? Uh, yeah, which I thought I did, actually. Um, let me see. Oh, man. Oh, I moved Stay back oh. again. Go, Brian, go. Come on. No, hold on. Go ahead. Don't just shake your head and work. Don't shake it off. Say no, it. It's John. He John has a brand as well. Yeah. I respect <laughs> John's brand. Oh, nice. Thanks. Russ is um, so pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I did move back again. I moved back from 103 to 106, and I still got Deshaun Watson. Got who would have been your 102. So, okay, so let's just spell it out. The draft went Saquon Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson at three. Not my QB, two. Just saying. Nope. Christian McCaffrey at four, which since he's like everyone's 101 is kind of surprising, just to put it out there. Zeke Elliott at five. Um, and then Deshaun Watson at six, like that's how this whole first thing started. And then not another Russell Wilson at one eleven was the next, uh, quarterback picked. And I'll say we in air quotes took Dak Prescott at the one twelve. <laughs> how is, I, I, I want to hear everyone else's since Brian had nothing to do with it and he's shaking his head and rolling his eyes. What do you guys think of Dak Prescott at the one twelve? I, I I don't hate it. I, I really don't. I, I think that's about where I have Dak in my rankings is probably behind that that top four quarterbacks. Um, I think I have him ranked fifth. So I, mean, I think he goes right right where I would have him go in my rankings. So, yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with it at all. John. Uh, he's that's one spot ahead of where I have him in my rankings. I won't say uh, who I have ahead of him. Thank um, you. I can't. It's not even. I can't even. I can't. I can't even. I, when we're stompy when you you're supposed to. Yeah, he just like walks in, hits the table, rage quits uh, over Aaron Rodgers, and uh, yeah, um, we we just need a stompy drop at this point. That uh, stompy's music. <laughs> My God, that stompy. There you go. <laughs> um. But what I know about the consensus is that that's what about where Dak Prescott is going. I mean, people are taking Kyler Murray ahead of Dak Prescott, uh, which I really don't like. I'm not there for that. No, no, not at all. Um, so the the combination of consensus in my rankings, uh, Dak Prescott is perfectly fine right there. All right, that's cool. Because, yeah, um, it's really... I was listening to the, oh man, which show is it? Dynasty Happy Hour, the one they just did this week. And they were talking about buys and sells at ADP for quarterbacks and Superflex. And it's really like, I realized after the fact, because we did at least the first few rounds of this, because I listened to the, that show this afternoon. And the way they were wording things was Dak was, his ADP on DLF is, DLF Family Podcast, is the 112 company man um and they're like and they said the same thing i get that's where you have to take him i don't know how if i feel comfortable with dak as my quarterback one and taking him there draft strategy you don't have to take your first quarterback first no putting that out there 
You shouldn't. I mean, if you want to do the stupid technicality, yeah, he's my quarterback one because he was the first quarterback I took. Yeah. In man, I really should have had this like queued up and ready. At the 405, I took Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's my QB one. I just got him three and you know, almost three full rounds later because he's what 34, 33, something like that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he had a bit of a down season, but that dude's gonna keep putting up points. So like you have to remember in Dynasty, it's age matters too much to a lot of people. Dak Prescott is good. Dak Prescott has shown that he's good. He scored a lot of points. If this whole um contract thing was taken care of, he would probably be solidified as almost everyone's QB4. Uh he's not now. It's I don't know why they haven't just paid the man or just like gotten ahead of schedule and franchise tagged him now so we don't have to deal with this anxiety. Um but yeah, that's when you have to take Dak. And I want Dak because he's young and I think he can do this for a long time. But that doesn't mean he has to be my main point scorer at quarterback. Well, okay. so I think, I, real sorry. quick, I'm sorry. I think a big part of that is it, it, age matters more in a startup draft if you are not good at any of the following training or drafting when it comes to rookies. So because okay, good. Got it. Yeah, because if, if you're not good at those things, right? Okay, you, you're probably new to Dynasty or or you're following the wrong people. But um, real quick, if you're not good at those things, you know, you're going to have an issue as far as as continuing to build your team, you know, obviously. So to me, the people that value that, you know, they really have to take a look at this, themselves in the mirror. How long do you expect to keep this player? You know, I mean, we we often in the dynasty community, we're always trading, you know, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to two trade addicts. Um, you can count me, I'm a third. I'm, I'm kind of on the bandwagon now, guys. Uh, You're in a league. You kind of have to say you are. Yeah, yeah. And, and I trade a lot in that league, too. Um, a- anyhow, so yeah, uh, definitely a trade addict. But I mean, when when you... You know, we're all trading. We're all dealing these assets. So, I mean, how long do you you sit here and go, well, I've got my quarterback situation figured out for the next 10 years because I've got these two young guys. And it's like, you, you, you're not going to keep them. Like, what are the chances that you're keeping these guys in a league for 10 years? I mean, the league's probably not even going for 10 years, most of them. So, I, to me, yeah, you're absolutely right, Russ. We, we've overvalue age. And I think when you look at it from a practical standpoint, you realize that we probably shouldn't overvalue age uh, when it comes to most of these dynasty drafts. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, what do we got? The Cowboys have set a March 10th deadline for signing Zach. Dak. Zach, good grief. <laughs> Dak is that, Prescott. Is that Dak, brother? After an earlier this report today that Dak believes he is a $40 million quarterback. Well, Jameis believes yeah. he's worth 30. <laughs> I mean, I'm Jameis, for every interception, so. Jameis is worth 30, then, yeah. Uh, here's the thing, though. So somebody's going to sign Dak Prescott. Like, it, I mean, I think it's probably going to be the Cowboys. He's going to get a contract, though, and he's, what, 24, 25 years old? There, there aren't very many players, like regardless of, you know, rookies, veterans, there aren't very many of these guys whose value is actually going to increase in the spring. Like they just don't have a way to do it. They're not playing games right now. Dak Prescott's one of the few who's, who's you know, he's going to get this contract. Everybody's going to stop worrying about where's he going to play. It, it kind of doesn't matter. He's going to play somewhere, you know. 
But for some reason, that part's getting missed right now. His, so his value is actually going to get a bump. And, you know, so I, I did a, a live show for the, the DLF uh, YouTube channel last night with my guy, Mayonnaise Hayes. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and we were kind of talking about this. Um, you know, kind of the point that I made is that, so, you know, fantasy value is is it's like currency and fantasy production is utility we're not getting any utility right now so there's absolutely no point in you know trying to trying trying to acquire that there's no point in trying to acquire fantasy production right at the moment all you want is fantasy value right now um you know dynasty value um it, it, it's kind of like if you know here in the middle of freaking February where it's been dumping snow for like two straight weeks here in Denver, Colorado. I'm not going to go buy a set of golf clubs right now. I'm like, I'm going to save up my money and that, you know, when it gets a little warmer, then I'm going to go buy my new set of much better golf clubs. That's kind of what we're doing with dynasty here. So Dak Prescott is one of the few, first of all, he's got a significant amount of value. Like the consensus has him in the top six quarterbacks. And, he's one of the few guys who's actually going to get a bump. So, you know, regardless of, of what he's going to be for your roster going into the season, he might not even be on your roster anymore. He just has such an enormous amount of, of, you know, trade value right now. And it's only going to increase here in the next you know month or so um, it, that it makes that a no brainer pick to me. I mean, that's just kind of a, uh, just dynasty 101 right now at this point in the non-point scoring season can we just take a second to acknowledge how absolutely insane the quarterback landscape is going to be this offseason just the way it's so kind fun. of built up right now yeah philip rivers is, is out like and he still wants to play brady looks like he's going to be I, potentially on the move we, we still have guys like Jameis Winston, now Dak Prescott, that could be on the move. We have no idea what's going on with Drew Brees or Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, there's just so many quarterbacks that could be in new homes. It, it's it's insane to me. It really is. Uh, it, it, it's, it's really interesting because a lot of the older quarterbacks whose value is already depleted is even further depleted because you don't know the situation they're going to be in, you know? So it's just... So, uh, you know, really interesting to monitor uh, what's going to happen with all these quarterbacks in the offseason. Yep, plus you've got those rookies it. coming in, and, of course, you've got Marcus Mariota. Um, we'll see where he lands, but yeah, uh, yeah. we'll see where he starts, yeah. Good it's one, gonna, John. It's going to be a game changer somewhere. Uh, <laughs> um, I have never done a victory lap on Twitter, but I will put John on my shoulders and take victory laps if Marcus <laughs> Mariota gets a starting job somewhere. How come nobody <laughs> did that for me when Tannehill came in and and uh, and actually became a better starter than Mariota, which everyone was saying that it was asinine when Stompy and I were were saying it was going to happen. Stompy the truth was is nobody likes right. you or Stompy. That's, that's just, <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's sorry to break no. it to you like this, James. No, no, hey, I, I knew, I knew. Hey, I'm going to take a victory lap because Saquon Barkley is on our Oh, shut up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Joe Burrow over here with the cigar and my foot propped up. It's wonderful. And it comes full circle. 
Yeah, that's that's uh, that's about the perfect way uh, to wrap up this episode of the Superflex Super Show. But again, uh, we're just going to keep going. I'm I'm gonna I'll, I'll do my uh, my sign off here, but then we're gonna just continue this conversation uh, over on the Trade Addicts podcast feed. So make sure to check that out and uh, uh, get the the second half of this discussion. Um, but with that, we're gonna wrap it up for the week. And as we do that, ask you for a quick favor. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also subscribe to the DLF family of podcasts, Megafeed, and get access to all of the great podcasts from DLF, including the Superflex Super Show and the Trade Addicts podcast, uh, working in unison this week. So you could have just got the entire this entire discussion uh, all on the DLF family of podcasts, Megafeed. Once you're subscribed to the Superflex Super Show, if you'd uh, do us a quick favor and give us a rating and review, not all podcatchers give you that option, but on the ones that do, those ratings and reviews help us to expand our reach, get out to a larger audience, involve more people in the conversation, and from there we can really zero in on the topics that are the most useful to you, the listener. And in the vein of listener interaction, send us your trades on Twitter at Superflex Show. Even better, send us to any one of us uh, individually. James is at underscore James the Brain. Brian is at Brian Har FF. Russ is at Dynasty Outhouse. Uh, of course, there's the Trade Addicts podcast at Trade Addicts Pod. Did I get that right, boys? You did, sir. Nice. And I'm at Superflex Dude. And we can retweet those polls for you, help you get more votes and comments. Sometimes even bring them here on uh, the various podcasts and analyze them for you. Thank you at Heart and Soul Radio for the song, The Addiction, that we use as our intro and outro music. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. Until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Yeah.